Hello, welcome to the L3 Podcast, a podcast production of the Michigan Ministry Network designed and focused to help ministers and church leaders live healthy lives, lead thriving churches, and launch into the communities around them. I'm your host, Aaron Halavin, and we're excited to be with you today. Well, I am really excited today to have Parker Seleski join on. me here on the podcast. Welcome yes. to the podcast. Come on. Thank you for having me. This is an honor. This oh, is so cool. It's just so to be able to hang out with you and just surrounded by my favorite people. This oh, is come be good. on. This, this is, is great. Good. You're starting off well. Yeah, this is on. going really well. I love it. Parker, tell us a little bit about um, what you do in ministry, why you love ministry. Share a little bit about yourself so people will know who you are. Yeah, definitely. Um, So I'm the next-gen pastor, meaning that I um, work with kids from birth all the way to 12th grade. I'm at my church at the Shores Church in St. Clair Shores, the east side. Yeah, east side. That's where I'm at, baby. Right, come on. Yep. So, yeah. Now you just made half the state and the whole North Matich. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. (laughs) I I see a state fan uh, helmet in the back, so. Yes, we're that, making Michigan fans. That, mad that's too, called so. anointing. You that's didn't so have funny. to throw me. You didn't have to throw me under the bus here, Parker. <laughs> that's but so that's funny. okay. Yeah. yeah. Next gen. So yeah. You, you minister. Gen. How you yeah. how you love it? I love it. It's my favorite yeah. job in the whole world. Yeah. You know, um, when I was growing up, I had to pick between you know was it youth pastoring, was it kids pastoring, right. but now I get the best of both worlds. I get yeah. to do both, and it's it's my favorite job in the whole world. Oh, that's awesome, that's incredible. Parker. And I know you love the next gen, and I know you love. Uh, serving the next gen. Uh, our subject matter today is kind of on those lines. You know, we've been talking a lot and, you know, one of my desires is to see our network continue to grow in diversity of all kinds. Yeah. And yeah. I want to see us become um, a better view of what heaven's going to look like. Come on. And I also know that there's different generation gaps on how people view the world. And we've right. been talking in other podcasts about diversity in local churches and how yeah. to reach your community and how to do diversity at a high level. But I want to talk with you because you have a unique story, a yeah. unique perspective about a next gen leader's view of diversity and the Come church. On. And right. uh, I'd like you to start off and kind of share your life story of your unique perspective and some of the things you learned through that, that yeah. helps you be able to be here with us and give us some fresh insights. Yeah, definitely. So it started December 20th, 1994 yeah. in an old place called Seoul, South Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, I was born, um, I was adopted on May 5th, May 4th, um, 1995 in a little town called New Baltimore, Michigan by yeah. two Polish parents. All right. Um, so yeah, uh, born in Seoul, South Korea and grew up in a white home, yeah. um, a predominantly white city, New yeah. Baltimore, a, a white high school. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that um, I didn't have a lot of exposure to culture yeah you know except for like taco bell and all these other <laughs> places like we didn't get like a lot of exposure exposure to foods and yeah. cultures and things like that um so it was really like growing up in my parents culture right and the culture around me and in in this white culture sure. and my high school and all that stuff yeah. um and it wasn't until probably middle school, high school, when I started to explore that on my own, of like, okay, so I am adopted. I am from a different culture. I am from a different country even. What does that look like for me? Right. You know? Um, So I did start to explore that a little bit of what does Korean culture look like? What is Korean food even? It wasn't until like three or four years ago that I had Korean food for the first time. Right. So just exploring that just out of my own curiosity, not from anger or bitterness, but it was okay. Um, I grew up this way thinking this way. But I see a lot of just different cultures in in the world, and I want to experience that. I want to take a a, a deeper dive in that. You yeah. know what I mean? What did you discover about yourself? You know that uniqueness of being adopted, uh, not even from a different 
ethnicity, but from a different country. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a big uh, change. Um, what have you learned about yourself as you begun to discover your own unique heritage, your culture from yeah. South Korea uh, in a, in a Polish home with right. parents who you love. And that's why I, I have you on this podcast is because I know you love your parents and right. you love the oh, culture yeah. of your family and growing oh, up yeah. and you're not anti them, but you also have this side that yearn to know a little bit more about who you were. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, so what have you learned about your worldview through this? What has it taught you about yourself? Yeah, definitely. Have you ever had a pierogi before? I have. They're so good. They They're are delicious. They're my good. favorite thing. Yeah. So yes, 100%. I love my Polish roots from my parents. Yeah. But even as, as silly as it sounds, is like never having my own country's food before. Sure. I'm like, I wonder what that tastes like. I wonder right. what that looks like. What does it smell like? I've never branched out that way before. Right. So I needed to see what that was like. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I right, love right, right, right. Asian food is just delicious. It's probably one of my favorite ones, sure. but you get to see mannerisms from people in that culture. You get to see why they make food that way. You get to see why they act that way. And it's something as simple as food, you yeah. know, but then as culture, something that I found out about myself is I love learning about different cultures, yeah. different ethnicities, sure. different ways of life. And we get stuck in our American ways, right? Yeah. You get stuck in the fast food. We get yeah. stuck in like the, beat of our own drum we get stuck in our own in, in our own schedules that we don't look beyond that in our own histories right exactly our own understanding right. of life through our particular right uh upbringing exactly yeah. yeah yeah so i just discovered that i love seeing what other people's backgrounds are yeah through through just discovering it and through looking for it and exploring that you know and what have you discovered as you've been discovering uh, diversity on a intentional journey to learn more, to grow, which I think is, is key. I, I don't think you can be uh, an understanding person of different cultures unless you're intentionally right. learning and growing. I think that's just a baseline for really anything in life, but specifically related to diversity. Um, as you've been doing that, what have you been discovering mm. about humanity as a whole, as you've discovered the differences of backgrounds and upbringings and culture and stories right. and food and fellowship and, you know, the way that we view things differently. How has that, how has that changed you? How has that helped yeah. you grow as a person? Yeah. I, I hesitate to use the word ignorant because I don't mean it in a mean way. Right. I use the word ignorant as we just don't know. Right. You know, we just aren't exposed to those things. So I just think that we don't know that other people um, have different histories and different backgrounds. They think differently, right? You know, they explore things differently. They experience things differently and tra their traditions are different too. Yeah. Um, especially being adopted. There are some parts of me that there is a little bit of hurt. Yeah. There is a little bit of lostness of those questions of who is my birth mom? Who is my birth dad? Right. And those are things that I can answer, but are too afraid to look into, right. you know, um, especially when you grow up in a white school yeah. being one of the only minorities right. and you get people who say mean things sure. and, and it's, and sometimes they'll say things with the right intention, right. right? But say it wrongly. Correct. You know right. what I mean? So it's, it's, they don't mean to, but they exactly. do it, but they still hurt. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. So for me exploring this, I needed to see why that hurt me. Yeah. I needed to see why those were the questions that were rambling in my head. Yeah. I needed to see all of those things and, exp and expose myself to all of those things. Right. No, that's good. So being a next gen leader with your background and your history and in ministry. Right. Um, what, how are next gen leaders, mm. um, 
because I'm, I'm a, I'm an advocate for next gen. I yes, always was when I was a pastor. I, I really love knowing our youth pastors and kids pastors right. and the leaders and, and it helps me stay young, even though my, my beard is gray <laughs> and uh, I'm bald. I, I absolutely feel like it helps me stay connected to different yeah. age groups. Yeah. And I always want to be that person, but I'm learning from your uh, age group, your yeah. generation. I'm learning a lot and I continue and always want to. What is your generations, the younger generation of our ministry base? Mm. Um, what is your view when it comes to the subject of diversity? How have we done in the kingdom? Yeah. Uh, what are what excites you? What concerns you? And uh, what are you looking forward to in the future? Yeah, come on. I think one thing that this generation has done well is being inclusive. Good. Um, you know, and obviously we have to be careful with that, but I think just opening up the conversation to say, okay, what does your history look like? What does your culture look like? And how can we celebrate that with you together? Cause, cause I think even Gen Z when working with Gen Z, they're like a searching, um, generation. They're They're, very loyal and committed and want to know. Right. The, the connection that exactly. we share together. Yeah, right. It's a Definitely. wonderful, Gen Z has got some incredible qualities that I think are going to help shape us for the future. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So how can we as next gen leaders help cultivate that and nurture that and take care of that, yeah. you know, and also steer them in the, in the right way of truth. Right. You know, I think that's that's one of the difficult things and something your generation did in the generations past of leading in truth and making yeah. sure that we're not going so far spread that we're losing track on the narrow path. Right. You know, but it is important for us as next gen leaders to make sure that we know the history of each and every single one of our students. Yeah. Like it can't just be a this is Gen Z, this is who they are. Can't be a generic grouping. Exactly. It's individuals within that culture. Exactly, because yeah. the individuals have history and have stories. And that individual could do some damage to darkness for the kingdom. Right. You know? So the more that we become more inclusive and more intentional right. um, and looking at those individuals as see their culture, their background, everything else in that. Like it's so important. It's so important. How do how do you think the kingdom has done as a whole? I'm talking American church people. Mm. Uh, from your generation's perspective, as you look to the Gen Xers and the Boomers and you look at the landscape, as a next-gen leader, how have we done historically when it comes to the issue of uh, racism, right. um, acceptance of different cultures? Where do you see us now and where do you see us heading? Yeah, I think where I see us now from a few years ago, way better. Yeah. Way better. And moving I, in a good direction. Moving in or a, a better in, direction. Incredible direction, good. right? And I think in the future, I see even better and good. better and better. And I think we came from a place where we were a little scared to touch on that subject. Mm-hmm. We were afraid because of the cancel culture and everything else that went into it when history in the last few years. Yeah. Like it was a touchy subject. So how do you effectively carefully and intentionally talk about those things. But I see the church as bold as ever right now. I see the church as caring as ever right now. So right now we're in a good spot. Obviously there's more growth that needs to happen. Long ways to go. But the future is right. The future is right, especially here in Michigan. And this isn't just to lift you up or just to blow smoke up your butt, but you have been an incredible leader in all of this. So thank you. I've never felt so comfortable and and insecure with who our our superintendent is. So thank Thank you for that and leading the way. Well, you're very kind and I'll pay you later for all those (laughs) kind words. You can Uh, mail the check to you. Yeah, I'll mail the check to you. (laughs) But but no, that's very gracious and kind. But it is a matter of something that's big on my heart. And... And I think as generations, 
And I'm encouraged to hear that you see us moving in a good direction. Of course, we have yeah. a long ways to go, and sure. but we're moving and yeah. we're going in a good direction. Um, why do you think this is so important that we get diversity mm. right in the current season we're in? Right. Um, I, I think we're in a critical season. God is yeah. doing some incredible things. I'm I'm seeing things happening on college campuses and I'm seeing things happening in, in churches and I'm hearing a real hunger and passion. Why do you think being prepared and ready to embrace yeah. the differences of our backgrounds and our culture is so critical to the mission God is wanting to accomplish right now? Yeah, I just think that's what heaven looks like. Yeah, We're emulating what heaven looks like with different colors, different people, different histories, and it just adds to our testimony. Yeah. As a church, Big C Church, not right. even just American church or Michigan church, right. like church in general, yeah. when we love people and we see them for where they were and where they can be, yeah. right? That's what heaven is. Right. When we're all standing together in one room, different right. cultures, different tongues, different colors, yeah. Like we are just praising the Lord. How much more can we be effective when we have the intentionality yeah. to do this right? And I, I think it. we are. I think we are. Well, we have to. I think I think if you look around the community where your church is at, there's a lot of diversity. Yeah. And if we're only drawing from one pocket, we have to ask ourselves the question, right. why are we not reaching to that group or this community or this part of our oh, yeah. society? And And I think the more honest we are with that, the healthier our churches get. Oh yeah. I think the healthier our churches get, the more diverse they'll become. Right. Again, there are some, you know, if your community is, is 99.9% a certain ethnicity, your church is going to be predominantly whatever the majority is. Right. But, but in most of our communities, there's a, a wide, mm. vast variety. And I, I think it does look like, like you said, more like heaven. I think it gives us a perspective on who we are and who we aren't. Right. And I come think on. the more our stories come together, truthfully, the better we represent Christ to the right. community around us. And yeah. so I, I want to encourage all the pastors and ministry leaders who are listening to this, that the more we embrace our different cultures, mm. the healthier culture we create as a whole in our local church context. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Oh, I agree. And how much sweeter is the story of Jesus yeah. that he cares about things like this? You know, he equips his pastors and his leaders and next gen leaders specifically yeah. and Gen Z, our students, yeah. like he cares about those things, right. you know? And, yeah. and they do too. Yes. So give us, give us this thought and, and we'll get near the end here in just a moment. As a next-gen leader, looking to leading generations that are coming up, so now we're not talking about the boomers and the Gen Xs, we're talking uh, Gen Z and, yeah. and whatever alphabet we come up with following yeah. the next. Right. What would you advise next-gen leaders who are leading Gen Z, who are listening to this podcast, what would you tell them about how to embrace that mm. in their local kids and youth ministry? I'm talking right. not just conceptually like, you know, of course, love people for it, but I'm talking in a practical way. What can you do to make room yeah. for that in your youth or kids ministry or both? Yeah, I would say if you struggle with being teachable, find a way to be teachable. Oh, that's awesome. You know, being teachable in these moments, we don't know everything. Right. And you might be a Christian for the t last 10 years, for the last 30 years, 40 years. God will still take you to school, yeah. right? Right. Especially when you're working with people. Right. So you have to be teachable in this moment because you might encounter a student who's going through something that you have no idea how right. to handle. And especially when it comes to diversity, because it is such a hot topic right now, you need to be teachable in this moment. And 
you can't you can't assume right because yep. of a skin color because right. of a socioeconomic background yeah oh I know what they're going through you don't yeah. especially if you're not from that environment that community that background oh, yeah you just don't know so yeah. I like that learn yeah. God will still take you to school oh definitely yeah. I think also even coming off of 2020 yeah. there were things that I thought I knew but I didn't know right. There are things that I thought that I was knowledgeable on, but in reality, I had no idea what I was. Even as a minority. Exactly. You, you were growing exactly. as a minority. Right. right. Yeah. And, you know, I'm in a season right now where it's always worth the one conversation. Mm. It's always worth the one conversation. You can see someone struggle or you can see somebody be angry. And sometimes it's our natural um, instinct to react to that. Right. But it's always worth that one conversation. If and anybody's listening who's a next-gen leader, yeah. I encourage you, have those conversations with people who are ethnic, who yeah. people have people who have different skin color of you, someone who has a different cultural background than you. Have that conversation with them because it's so worth it, not only because will you learn, but it's also you're growing deeper in a relationship with somebody. Right. Right. And it's gonna help them have your heart. You have their heart and we're going to be completely one. Like I love in John 17, 23, when he says, Lord, will you make us completely one as I am, I and you and you and me so we can be brought to complete unity. Right. I love that. Oh, I, I love, love that. that. And that's a perfect way to start that movement, right? Love that. If we are just having conversations with each other, if you have a question, don't be afraid to ask questions. Right. Don't feel like it is so off the books that you can't ask the question of like, hey, how did you grow up? Or right. what do you think about this holiday? Or how do you be comfortable this? Yeah. talking? Right. Yeah. And I'm not saying just go up to anybody. Right. Right. Saying, right? You know, random person at Kroger, yeah. you know, you're like, no, but right. in context of relationship. Yes, 100%. Like yeah. have that. It's always worth that one conversation. Well, and I, I like what you just said. Basically, part of what the beauty of, of growing in understanding different cultures is you're also gaining knowledge, but you're gaining depth of heart. Yes. You're, you're oh, gaining yeah. shared experience. You're now understanding each other. Right. And so part of the key is why diversity matters in a local church. What I'm hearing you say is, is because it's, it's being Jesus. Yeah. It's building relationships, building bridges, not burning bridges, right. Not blowing up bridges, not causing division, right. But pulling people to the heart of each other. Yeah. Come on. Which gives us a better view of who Jesus is. That's it. Does that summarize it. what you said? Yeah. That's okay. A, that's it. I'm listening, man. I'm come growing. On. I'm learning from one you. conversation. Let's go. Man. Yeah. And now it. you're a Spartan fan too, right? Let's talk about know, that. Oh man. Okay. Might, all right. That might all be right. more than a conversation. I, I so. might've gone too far. That's a different <laughs> podcast. Parker, thank you for coming in and sharing. Uh, your heart and your experience. And mm -hmm. I, I just want to encourage us all as a, as the Michigan ministry network to continue to grow in these areas, continue to yeah. understand that not only do we have diversity that needs to grow, come but on. we have generational gaps. That's and that's right. part of why I wanted you to come in as part of our younger yeah. pastors. I wanted you to help us understand come on. the differences of even generational views yeah. and the exciting opportunity that lies ahead. I, I really believe God is going to do something really unique across generational lines on many areas, including yep. the area of diversity. Yep. I just think the spirit's getting ready to do something oh, really, really new and fresh. Yeah, and, buckle up guys. It's I know. Coming. And I'm it's glad coming. you're part of it. Parker, Come thanks on, for thank joining you. us. Yeah. Thank you. Love you. Love you too, man. Thank you for joining the L3 podcast. We pray that it has been beneficial to both you and your ministry. If you would like to know more about the Michigan ministry network, please feel free to visit mmn.ag.